Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. In last week's episode, Danish trumpet player Christian Steenstrup taught us a nifty four-step process for learning new music more efficiently. A process which involved using both auditory imagery, where you imagine sounds in your head, as well as kinesthetic imagery, where you imagine the feel of physical movements without actually moving. Mental imagery or visualization is a technique that has been used for decades by athletes, whether to build confidence, enhance performance, or allow them to put in additional practice repetitions without excessive wear or tear on their bodies. And it's not just athletes who engage in visualization, of course. A student recently confessed that she used imagery to prepare for her secondary piano lessons, so that she could spend more of her practice time on her instrument and less on the piano. Which perhaps is not the most nobly intentioned use of visualization, but still pretty clever and not a bad way to use one's subway commute. But aside from knowing that we should probably visualize what we want as opposed to what we don't want, what exactly are we supposed to do? Should we be sitting down somewhere quiet or standing up with our instrument, remaining completely still and motionless, or is it okay to let our fingers and arms move, seeing everything as if we were looking through our own eyes or as if we are watching ourselves from the audience? It's not like anybody ever teaches us how to do mental practice, so at the end of the day, how do we know if we're doing it right? Lucky for us, two British researchers put together a concrete, straightforward, seven-point how-to-do-visualization checklist drawing from research in sports psychology, cognitive psychology, and neuroscience. Kind of like a Notes guide to effective visualization. Called the PETLEP approach, you'll see why in a minute, the main idea is that the more closely we can get our visualization practice to resemble our physical practice, the more effective our efforts are likely to be. So here are their seven guidelines for taking your visualization to the next level. Guideline number one is physical. Perhaps the most important of the guidelines, the idea is to make your visualization experience as physically similar to playing as you can. Meaning, consider going beyond simply imagining the kinesthetic sensations you'd experience when playing your instrument. Which doesn't mean that you ought to wear a gown or tux every day for your imagery session. But when you get closer to a big performance audition, it might not hurt to do some visualization while wearing the same clothes you'll be wearing at your performance. 
have your instrument in your hands, unless, of course, you're doing this on the bus, or get your heart rate up. Like, try doing imagery while jogging on a treadmill or after your morning cappuccino. Or find a way to make your hands cold and try to remember what your body feels like when you're feeling some nerves. Guideline number two is environment. If you're using visualization to mentally practice a passage or solve a fingering issue, it may not matter so much what surroundings you imagine yourself playing in. But if you're using visualization to build confidence and to prepare for a big audition or performance, do imagine yourself playing in the same exact location where you'll be auditioning or performing. If you aren't able to get into the hall ahead of time, even just for a quick peek and walk around, that's okay. Because nowadays, there's probably a picture or video online of the space you'll be performing in, which can also work. And if that fails, even walking into a similar hall or space, just to get a feel of the size, the stage under your feet, and the expanse of the seats in the audience, can help to provide a richer and more vivid image for you to work off of. Guideline number three is task. We all think about different things while performing, and your imagery should reflect this too. Like, do you focus on your fingers, or on the quality of sound, on phrasing, or what toppings you're going to put on your celebratory pizza? This will vary from person to person, and across skill level too, with more experienced folks tending to be focused more on higher level, big picture concepts than technical or mechanical details. Either way, think about what the optimal content of your thoughts should be in a performance and add these to your visualization script. Guideline number four is timing. Generally, it makes sense to do imagery in real time, not rushed or slowed down, but with the exact same rhythm and timing as the actual physical execution of every shift, bow change, and exhale. Of course, if you're slowing things down to troubleshoot a passage, just like you would when practicing physically, it can make sense to do this in your mental practice too. Guideline number five is learning. As you continue to learn and grow, so too will, or should anyway, the content of your imagery. And why is that? Well, as we become increasingly skilled musicians, the level of detail and awareness we have about our playing continually expands. Think about all the things you know now that you didn't a year ago, never mind five or ten years ago. There was a time, for instance, when simply getting the notes was enough. Then it was getting the notes with good sound, and also in tune, with good rhythm and pacing, with inflection, and so on. Once you get the basics down, your focus turns to increasingly subtle detail and refinements, all of which have to be continually added to your imagery script as well. Guideline number six is emotion. Most of us don't perform in a relaxed, totally chilled out state. So visualizing yourself performing in the biggest audition of your life, supremely calm and relaxed, doesn't prepare you particularly well for the reality that you'll ultimately experience. What emotions will you be experiencing at the audition? Will you be nervous? Excited? Be sure to add those to your script too. Guideline number seven is perspective. There are two perspectives or points of view we can use to see ourselves in action. An internal perspective is where you experience yourself playing as if you are looking through your own eyes. An external perspective is where you see yourself playing as if you are sitting in the audience looking at yourself through another person's eyes. Internal seems to be more effective, as it's a closer approximation to what we experience when we're playing for real. But sometimes an external perspective can be helpful too. For instance, if you're trying to rehearse your walk on stage, or figure out how to refine the movements of a skill that uses more of your entire body. 
And some people just have a natural preference for one or the other. That seems to be okay too. So that might seem like an awful lot to think about at first, but don't worry. If you're new to visualization, or even if you've been doing it for years, take it in small steps. Just focus on one area first, and as that begins to feel more natural, begin incorporating other elements as you become increasingly comfortable with the process. You don't have to incorporate every single one of these elements to experience the benefits of mental rehearsal. Think of the PetLab model as a roadmap for effective visualization. A set of guidelines that can help you more closely approximate the experience of physical practice, thereby maximizing the effectiveness of your efforts. And Christian's four-step process, too. One last thing before we sign off for today. I hope you found the podcast helpful and that it's given you new tools to add to your practice and performance preparation. But I know that it can often be difficult to take a new idea and actually put it into action. So if you've been wanting to perform more consistently at the upper edges of your ability, but haven't been sure exactly what to adjust in your practice in order to make that happen, today could be an ideal time to start learning the mental skills and practice techniques that can help you get there. And how is that? Well, today's the last day of the annual Beyond Practicing 2 for 1 event. In case you're new to the podcast, Beyond Practicing is the online home study version of the psychological skills courses that I teach at Juilliard where in addition to practice strategies, you'll learn how to manage nerves, build confidence, get into the zone, and play more freely on stage. And if you sign up before midnight tonight, that is Sunday, December 12th, you'll get a second account for free, which you can gift to a friend or colleague or practice buddy to work through the course together with, comparing notes, supporting and coaching each other as you progress through the various new exercises and techniques. To take advantage of the two-for-one offer, you can go to bulletproofmusician.com slash beyondpracticing to sign up.